Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Flag in the Play podcast. This is Tim beaming straight into your ears. I'm joined tonight by Sebastian and David. Danny is busy sending rockets into space. We'll see when he gets here. Sebastian, David, how did you all enjoy wildcard weekend? Um, The Lions game was good. Immensely, except for the Dolphins game, obviously, for obvious reasons. We had a lot of blowouts, a lot of disappointing, a couple surprising results. Uh, but that first point to David, a lot of blowouts. Really, the Rams-Lions game was the only competitive tiff this whole weekend. We'll get into all those games as well as previewing the upcoming, upcoming divisional round of the NFL in our divisional round preview. All right. We have no segments today because we have a ton to get through. So let's jump right into it with the Browns of Cleveland traveling on down to Houston. Let's do it. All right. Joe Flacco led the Cleveland Browns on a flurry of wins to end the year to secure the five seed for the Cleveland Browns. And they were to go and tango with the AFC South champion, Houston Texans. David, what are your big takeaways from this uh, this little tiff here? I think this is probably the most... How do I want to say this? I think this is probably the most impressive rookie season for a quarterback we've ever seen. I feel comfortable saying that. Like, obviously, we know there have been some really remarkable rookie seasons. Andrew Luck, Dan Marino, Cam Newton. Um, I don't think any of them contributed to winning um, right off the bat as much as C.J. Stroud has for the Texans. Um, the Cleveland Browns have been talking about all year as um, one of the top two, if not the number one, defense in the NFL. And he put up 45 on them in a playoff game. And he ha- he wasn't um, he doesn't have all his weapons. Like famously, Tank Dell um, had has had a significant injury that's kept him out for the this season. He's on pace to come back um, by the start of next season. But um, you know, for the we we thought that we we thought that Stroud would be impressive, but we didn't think he'd put up 45 on one of the top defenses um, in the NFL. Um, it was just remarkable. You know, the Texans really did a lot. Obviously, they, they were spotted a few points by a couple pick sixes by Joe Flacco, who um, just as quickly as he remembered how to play the quarterback position, forgot how to play the quarterback position. Um, it's, you know, I, I think the Texans' defense um, really showed up. D'Amico Ryans obviously was the right hire. I, I, I think they, they've... I think they are. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They they are um, uh, rejuvenated. That's not the right word. They are. They are. Um, whatever. Reborn. They got it right. Wait. What? Say again. Reborn. Not reborn. Um. Um. Redeemed. There's there's another word for redeemed that I want to say, but the Texans' coaching um, picks over the last few years have been um, under a major scrutiny. Um, a few years ago, they wanted to hire Josh McCown. Who had never coached, not even a high school game, to be their um, to be their head coach, and after a few um, tumultuous um, head coach picks, um, notably Lovey Smith, who got them um, the CJ Stroud pick, um, they they've settled on the right guy who's leading this good defense. Um, that de- this defense has some young, really good players that will will you'll see on Sundays for for at least a decade to come. Most notably, Will Anderson. Um, but man. Talk about a shocker, you know. I, I think folks really thought that with Joe Flacco coming on, especially towards the end of the season, 
that the Browns could have been a, a Super Bowl dark horse pick. Um, I, I think that folks were thought that, you know, um, playoff Joe was coming, but uh, we just got poo-poo Joe. It, you know, there's a reason he was sitting on his couch at the beginning of this season, and uh, let's just let's just say that I think he'll yeah, because be he's there. old, bro. I think I think let's just say he'll be there um, by the start of next season. Um, kudos to the Texans; they played a hell of a game. I'm excited to see what they can do for the rest of these playoffs. The Texans were off to a amazing start, uh, and the Browns went punch for punch. The Houston Texans on the first two drive had 10 points. The Browns answered in kind with two touchdowns and their own. And from there on out, it was all Houston. As David mentioned, Joe Flacco had two back-breaking pick sixes. Uh, and from there, it was lights out. C.J. Stroud had a huge game uh, in his playoff debut, throwing for three touchdowns over 200 yards. I think over 300 yards. Immaculate, pristine. There are no words uh you know that aren't strong enough to describe this performance from this young buck um defensively the texans did a great job of adjusting to the blowout that they had against the rounds just a few weeks back Derek singley jr was following amari cooper all around the field they did a great job scheming in, uh, david and joku out of the game and from there flacco was left looking for answers from anyone else in the brown squad and they could not do it uh, Flacco pressed, and from there it all fell apart. Really amazing turnaround from the from Houston here. All of their draft picks of recent years have been contributing. Nico Collins is having a monster, monster year and had a monster game in this one. Even without Tank Dell, they still got a number one receiver. Will Anderson had a big game. John Grenard, Gator legend, had a big sack on Joe Flacco. Uh, and this Browns offensive line just could not handle anything that uh, Houston uh, threw at it. And on the flip side, the Browns defensive line couldn't handle anything. Laramie Tunsil stonewalled Miles Garrett uh, and everything that could have gone wrong for Cleveland really did in this one. So congrats to the Texans. They will be around for a long time. All of their players are extremely young. What a great start for Houston. It's it's hard to be glowing enough about this performance. All right. That's enough about Houston. Congrats to them. They move on to the divisional round and will be playing the Ravens. We will pre preview that game in a short minute. But let's stay on the Saturday game with the Dolphins traveling up to a frigid Kansas City. Sebastian, uh, I know you were hurt. Box screen passes. Give me all you've got on Dolphins. Fucking Eichenberg is still our center. Why? Don't know. Terror. He shouldn't even be in the NFL. Just cut that man. Just get rid of him. Uh, Tyreek dropping balls, getting absolutely crushed at the line by Ladarius Sneed. Defense missing absolutely everybody. Uh, uh man, uh, I was just poor to watch. It was just poor. Running game was poor. Offensive play was poor. Defense was poor. Couldn't stop Pachenko to save our lives. Like, man was running like a man possessed. Ugh. Uh, well, I mean, you know, so I called this anyway, so it doesn't even matter. All well, I did, all I did was all I did week. was what. You picked the Dolphins to win. Yeah, last I picked week. the Dolphins, but for the last like eight weeks, I've been claiming that they're going to be nothing more than a wild card team. And what you happened? Even claiming they were a wild card team. Season. Like, even at the, yeah, I called this shit from the beginning. Yeah. 
Everyone called you crazy into existence. Everybody called me a madman. If I was a, but I, was I a, know I was a mean person. I'd blame you. For what? For the dolphins sucking? That's not For my fault. Speaking into existence, Sebastian. You know they're. I also the power spoke, of life I and also death lies in the Dolphins Super Bowl, but that ain't right happening anytime soon either. So you know. It was a miserable game from the Dolphins' point of view. As Sebastian noticed, they were down six starters on the defensive front. Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Javon Holland, Jerome Baker, and a couple. I think Xavier Howard was out for this one as well. Yes. And there is a and there is a get Eli Apple. Eli Apple. Yes, Ugh. and the Chiefs really uh, sprung on that. Andy Reid was quoted as saying, I don't think Miami was expecting us to come out throwing it as much as we did. And the Chiefs really exploited that beat to hell Dolphins defense. The Chiefs on the winning side of things played a very strong game, especially on the defensive side of the ball, Tua, and this offense could not get anything done um, through the air and even less on the ground. And we saw a productive day out of the Chiefs offense. It wasn't anything to write home about, but there were a couple big plays, a big play to Rasheed Rice. And you can trust Mahomes in these kinds of spots. It's extremely, extremely tough to win in these conditions. Negative 20 degrees wind chill. And the Chiefs were able to handle the cold, especially their head coach with his frozen mustache. Anyone get a glimpse of that one? I was loving it. That was disgusting. It was gross. That was nasty. Why, why is that gross? What was it? Was it mucus? What was it? Yeah, it's, it's like, and it was frozen solid. Uh, it was, it was gross. I, no it, one should I, have been playing in that game. I, I think the NFL changed the rules that if stuff gets below zero, you gotta, you gotta cancel the game. It, I, I would not have blamed them for canceling it. This was oppressively or postpone cold. it at the very least. It's the playoffs. Did not seem to bother the Chiefs though. They are able to handle these types of conditions and have a very very nice win. They'll have to deal with more harsh conditions as they travel up to Buffalo next week. The Chiefs, you can't count them out. They are still around. Uh, would not be surprised to see him go on a run the rest of the rest of the way. And look who we've got joining. Mr. Danny Gardy has returned from sending astronauts into space. He's here to talk Taylor Swift. Chiefs win his favorite subject. Danny, how you doing? Hey, hey, hey. What's up, fellas? Just wrapped up talking about the Dolphins Chiefs game. Sebastian Ugh. is despairing. You got anything left on this one before we move on to uh, Packers Cowboys? Uh, did you talk about the helmet cracking open thing? We did not. Oh, what do you think of that little little slimy move there? Getting a free timeout. The helmet cracks open and they get to just stop the game. Wait, Patty's got to pull his pants up. <laughs> Everyone you think it was stuck. a plant? You think they designed that helmet to crack so that we get a free timeout? I, I don't think that. I think that they wouldn't do that favor for anyone else but the NFL's golden boy, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I can't lie. I've never seen a helmet crack. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know the standard operating procedure for this one because I've never seen that happen. It's just so uh, freaking cold. Uh, yeah. Well, the Finns blew this one pretty bad. It was ugly. I really wanted them to pull through. I, I went with the wild pick, but, uh, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Sebastian was right. Wild card team. Thank you. All right. Moving on down south to sunny, warm Dallas, where the Packers throttled the Cowboys right out of the gate. Danny, I know you were hate watching this one. Give me everything you've got here. 
Ugh. I was just talking with my buddy Chris today. He's a big Packers fan. And like I predicted on last week's show, I, I started my pick off with, you know, with my luck this season, the karma is going to get me and the Packers are just going to absolutely dominate and win this one. But I didn't want to believe it. I was like, no, no, no. The Cowboys, they're a great team. You know, they got Micah Parsons and Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and all these guys. They're going to win clearly against a, a roster that's brand new for the Packers and a rookie quarterback. Nope. Packers just absolutely fucked the shit out of them. Oh and, my uh, god! Raunchy. It was really. <laughs> it was. Uh, it, I was rage watching Tuesday night. Jordan Love is a good quarterback, and that pisses me off more than anything because he's already have already has over like forty four hundred yards or something on the season, which is just about tied for Jay Cutler, who's the best quarterback in Bears history, which is not saying much, but. It's like, God damn it, bro. We can't have anything nice. So the Packers just hop from one franchise quarterback to another, to another, to a good defense. And uh, fuck. There's only one true take for this Cowboys Packers game. And it's simply. Indeed, the whole country is laughing at Dallas because they did it once again. I thought they'd get out of the wild card round this time. Nope. Uh, The Packers had something to say about that. I was talking to one of my friends, Levi. He's a huge Packers fan. He was like, Tim, why don't you like the Packers? And Danny, I share the same sentiment. It's because they're never bad. Like, I can't, like, think of a year where they were just actually 1988. Yeah, you got to go back way back before even Favre was playing. Even then, you had the Magic Man and the Bart Starr before that. So it's it, they hop from quarterback to quarterback. They're never really out of contention. They've never had just a dark era. Their dark era is only getting to the NFC Championship game and losing it every time. That's their thing. It it pisses me off. I'm jealous. Incredibly well-run organization. Uh, and Jordan Love had the same stat line, give or take a couple yards, as uh, C.J. Stroud. These rookies are coming out and immediately being good and being really good. And just like Houston, the Packers are going to be around for a long time because all of their players are young. Dobbs, Wicks, Musgrave, Love, all these players are here for a while. And so we may have just witnessed the ascendancy of another yearly NFC power. To the joy of all. Jeez. Let's talk Dallas for a little bit. We laughed at them. And I think that's all you can do. Dak really stunk in this one, but the defense was abysmal. Uh, Stephon Gilmore got absolutely torched by Romeo Dobbs a few times, giving up huge plays. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence had a bad game. Mark Parsons was largely invisible, except for a couple holding calls. Uh, And they just could not stop a nosebleed. The Packers went right up up and down the field all day, starting from the opening kickoff, where they elect to take the ball, score immediately. And I don't know if you guys were watching, but it just... Like Dax was kind of slumping when they turned him on to the camera after that drive. And from there, I think just the vibes got worse and worse. And the Dallas Cowboys got in their own heads and spiraled. It was glorious to watch for everyone else. I wonder if you all had the same uh, feelings as about Dallas as I did. Well, I thought it was funny, but at the same time, I knew Mike McCarthy wasn't going to have a job anymore. Hilarious. To get beat by your former team. Wait, wasn't Mike McCarthy on the coach when they drafted Jordan Love too? 
No. Ah, thought he was. Nope, he was. That'd in be Dallas hilarious if he was to get beat by the quarterback that got you fired. That would be great, Danny. I saw you unmute. Go for it. Uh, I just don't know how they choke like this time and time again. Like every season in recent years, they've done this. They'll have some of the most dominant performances, you know, and everyone, all the Cowboys fans at least, come out and like, oh, we're back, we're back. This is our year. And then the playoffs come and they shit the bed every time. Like last year, what they got destroyed by San Francisco or something, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I I just don't understand it because like they have the talent. I don't know is is it the coaching that doesn't get them motivated? Are they not sleeping well? Like ugh, I don't know. Maybe I ain't sleeping well, so I get it. <laughs> I think it's. If you ask me, it's Jarrah. Uh, I mean, he's been the common factor through this whole 30 year stretch where they've been no good. Uh, so I don't think much is going to change while he's still running the show. I mean, he's also, he was also responsible. Well, not responsible, but he was the architect for, well, no, even then. Well, he was the owner when they won. So I don't know. He was, uh, but it's been a long time. Grubby paw prints all over everything. And he fired Jimmy Johnson like an idiot. I think that's part of it. I think it, it's it's a bizarre situation in Dallas. I think that they get caught up in their own mystique. Uh, and when things don't go right, I, they fold so easily and don't handle adversity well. We see this uh, whenever they play the 49ers or into the playoffs. Well, that's enough about the Cowboys. They suck. The chokers. You know who's not chokers? Dan, the man, Campbell, who hosted the Rams in Matt Stafford's First return to Detroit since being traded to L.A. in 2021. Uh, and we had an absolute banger of this game. David, I know you were excited about this one. Why don't you take it? Yeah, absolutely. So shout out to Evan for declaring this and making it the, the law of the land. The Lions are officially America's team. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The patriotic feeling you get when you see the stars and stripes, rockets in the air, and a good old-fashioned glizzy should be inspired when you see these Detroit Lions. I tell you, folks, they play the game the right way. They hit hard, they execute, and they got gumption. I know a few years ago when Dan Campbell got on that press conference and he told us that his players are going to be biting off kneecaps, we all looked at each other like, oh, this motherfucker is crazy. But let us, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you need a crazy man to get a crazy outcome. And Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Lions' only second playoff win since 1958. Do you get that? It's been over. It's been over. How many years? Yeah, it's been over 60 70. years. Uh, almost 70. Almost 70 years. Thank you, Tim, for the quick maths. Since they had more than two playoff victories, ladies and gentlemen, they could surpass that this NFL postseason. Hats off to all competitors in this game. It was really a, a thrilling, um, a real thrilling contest. Um, I you can't say that the Rams aren't as good as the Lions. You can't say that the Lions are better than the Rams. It, it was really at the death where you know the Lions really pulled it out. Um, I'm really, I'm really happy for that team. Really happy for Derek Goff. Um, he had a really great exchange with Matthew Stafford after the game. Um, you know, just two. Um, I think really, really um, lionized quarterbacks who have found redemption in, in in each other's teams. 
You know, Matthew Stafford uh, could not get a playoff victory for the Lions, uh, mostly due to bad management and and not exactly stellar coaching. And Jared Goff was shipped away from LA because he couldn't win them the big one. Um, and now both of them have achieved what the other couldn't. And I think I think it's laudable. Um, yeah, I'm just really happy for these Lions. They they did it. They mother beep and did it. I love it. It's hard to think of a more deserving team than Detroit, just how tortured they've been for over 70 years to see them finally host a playoff game, win it, and then get to host another one next week. It is, it is an astounding achievement. Sebastian, you got thoughts on Lions Rams? Amon Ross St. Brown is very good. Puka Nakua is here to stay. He's he's gonna have a very good NFL career. Jared Goff, Jared Good, Matthew Stafford, not too shabby. Dan Campbell, bite a kneecap, man. Did bite you write these down? What? I guess not. Are you good? Yes. Sebastian. What? <laughs> you just you just like you just like stop talking. Are you okay? Yeah. Stop talking. What? Yeah. He, he had nothing left. All right. I asked what the was, the last, okay. thing, what was the last thing you heard? I asked a I asked a question and you What question is that? You had a stroke. What happened here? What happened where? <laughs> Jesus. All right, we'll move Alrighty. We're moving forward. Moving yeah. On. Yeah, I'm so confused. I am scared. Steelers. I don't Bills. want to talk about it. Like, blah, 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 blah. All right, we, I'm good to skip this one. Bills win. Uh, I think we got to talk about this one. I think the interesting uh, bit is Mike Tomlin's um, contract status. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> you have he, one year left. Yeah, he's got away. one year left. He, in all likelihood, will return to the Steelers. Um, but in the post-game press conference where the uh, Mike Tomlin was taking questions from the press, Reporter asked him uh, about his contract, say, hi, Mike, uh, you have one year left in a contract. And Tomlin just stood up, turned to the left, and walked away without <laughs> answering the question. So Good man. he's obviously in no mood to talk uh, about his future in Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll likely coach this next year, but beyond that, we will see. The Bills have returned to their typical playoff form, dominating the Bills, excuse me, dominating the Steelers before letting them back in a couple times before ultimately putting them away. I don't think the game was ever truly in doubt, but it got a little hairy for Buffalo uh, in a couple spots. But with such a, I don't know, talent deficient Steelers squad, it's hard to uh, hard to imagine that could have ever gone any different way. And the Buffalo Bills will be playing host to the Chiefs, so we should get another good game next Ugh. week in the divisional round. Honestly, this, should, this was actually bettable. And by bettable, I mean... Like we should have bet on the Bills because TJ Watt was out, and the Steelers are one and eleven when TJ Watt does not play. So it's basically That's a crazy. guarantee that they lose if he doesn't That's play. That's crazy. Like I knew he's a huge impact player. I didn't know it was that drastic. Like they just straight up don't win if he's not playing. Like period. It's crazy. All right. And our final game of Super Wildcard Weekend, Monday night, the Philadelphia Eagles traveling on down to Tampa Bay to take on the NFC South champion Buccaneers. And boy, oh boy, was this fun. If you're a Bucs fan, if you're an Eagles fan, it was awful. And if you enjoy competitive football, it was also awful. 
the Bucks took it to the Eagles all game long. It was a, it was a one score game to start the second half, but Baker Mayfield was able to find Trey Palmer for a huge touchdown and Godwin later for another one to eventually put this game away 32 to nine for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Baker had his probably his best game as a pro um, throwing for over 300 yards and three touchdowns, something no Buccaneers quarterback has ever done. This includes Tom Brady, uh, excuse me, in a playoff game. Rashad White had a couple nice runs. Uh, and this game could have been worse. Tampa Bay was plagued with drops throughout the game. Kate Otten had a few big drugs. Mike Evans had a really rough game until about the fourth quarter with drops. Rashad White dropped one. Uh, so you could have seen a lot more points on the board um, for Tampa if they had just executed. Uh, but on the Philly side, it is hard to imagine a team that has collapsed more than Philly after a 10 and one start to end the year one and five and really not even get off the bus um, for a playoff game. It's, it's baffling. Uh, just no one was tackling uh, like Danny has said throughout the year, they're running a gimmick offense. Like if they, they throw it to AJ Brown or Devonte Smith. And since AJ Brown was out this game, everything went to Devonte. Uh, and if that doesn't work, they throw a screen with no blockers and it gets blown up. Uh, Todd Bowles had this sniffed out from the beginning of the game. The offense could not do anything. Uh, and now Tampa gets the pleasure of advancing in the playoffs in a year where it was not a guarantee that they even make it. So really good for them. They get to take on Detroit. Who's got Eagles bucks takes. It's really crazy beat that like stopping the tush push. Thank you for that one. Good, sir. Thank you. It's really crazy that we all consider Hallie Roseman to be a very good GM, but from the beginning of this season, the Eagles have had secondary issues. They miss Chauncey Gardner Johnson so bad. They 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 don't have anyone outside of maybe Darius Slay, who also didn't have a very good season, who can do anything to any opposing wideout. It's it, it's it's abysmal, and they didn't do anything at the trade deadline or before the trade deadline to address it. Um, well, they got Bjard from Tennessee, but well, he sucked too. Yeah, which makes which leads one to believe that the biggest issue for the Eagles was coaching. This was a team that was in the Super Bowl, where we saw Jalen Hurts have one of the best performances a quarterback can have in the Super Bowl, and they not only had a Super Bowl hangover, they had a Super Bowl um, like cirrhosis of the liver. It it, it just didn't make any sense how <laughs> bad. Good how bad they played this year. Um, obviously like they went 10, like, like Tim said, they went 10 and one to start the season. But in those, in those games, we all were looking at the evil Eagles, like, Hey, how come you have to, how come you have to outpace everybody you play? And even then you're not doing it very well. Jalen hurts. Um, I think that we've been talking about this whole season. He's been injured, but he just looked like he didn't trust his line. He just, he looked like he couldn't, read the field as well as he did last year. And he wasn't running the ball like he did so dominantly last year. Um, I think they miss um, 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 Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon really badly. And it, it's apparent in just how they, they were not prepared to play this game. And I, there's already been talks about maybe replacing Nick Sirianni because he could not right the ship. They were on a nosedive towards the end of the season, and and they couldn't do anything to 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 get anything um, back in the right direction. So um, um, they played so poorly. Jason Kelsey retired. 
you know, it's uh, we really hate to see like a, a really stellar career, Hall of, a first ballot Hall of Fame career, end like this. Um, I think there's gonna be some big conversations, um, both at a, at a, at all the coaching positions and and maybe even the quarterback position if if Jalen doesn't show that he that this was a fluke. Yeah, Jason Sirianni came out of retirement since, and signed to the Dolphins. I love it. Since screaming at Chiefs fans in the regular season, the Eagles have been in free fall. Uh, I, I, it's, I think Sirianni is just more interested in being a hype guy than actually leading this team. I mean, they didn't, the Eagles didn't even look like they wanted to be there in a playoff game uh, against Tampa Bay. It was, and it's not like Tampa's all that great. Like they're a decent squad, but they're not world beaters by any means. We got the best version of Baker Mayfield, but it's not like this is a super elite team. They have issues. Uh, they have a lot of talent from the Super Bowl roster, but it's by no means a perfect team. To get boat raced by that, you know, it, it's hard for me to see uh, any coach keeping their job after this one, but we will see what happens in Philly. All right. So, to recap, the here is the upcoming divisional round. The Texans will be traveling to the Ravens on Saturday at 4.30. Saturday night, the Packers will be traveling to the Niners. And on Sunday, the Bucks will travel to the Lions at 3 o'clock. And Sunday night, the Chiefs will take on the Bills. Let's take a look at these upcoming round of games, and then we'll get into some news. Who wants to take on Texans at Ravens? Lamar gets it done. Sorry, CJ Stroud. This should be a really fun game between two really stellar quarterbacks. Uh, these teams did meet in week one of the regular season where the Ravens boat raced Houston before they were really, you know, put all of that put together. Uh, but now CJ Stroud is playing among the best quarterbacks in the league, and Lamar has been the best. Uh, especially since the second half of the year. This should be a lot of fun. Um, we will see if this, how this Ravens defense can hold up against this explosive Houston Texans offense. Uh, Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator for the Ravens, is getting some head coaching looks. So I kind of view this as an audition. Like, okay, McDonald, can you stop one of the best offenses in the league and get your team to the AFC Championship? We'll see. That's what I got my eyes on. David, what are you watching? Um, I'm excited to see what the Ravens can put out on offense. Um, obviously they played, um, the, the Texans defense played really well against the Browns, especially in the second half. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see if the Ravens are, can, can take that momentum that they had um, through the end of the season where they were beating everybody and they, they were really putting it on. They made San Francisco, who a lot of people thought was the best team in the league. They made them look like rookies. You know, and so I'm I'm excited to see what um, what they do to this Texans team. I don't think any of us like I know for a fact none of us thought the Texans would be here. So this this is all bonus stuff for them. But you know, it's a good squad, and Lamar, it's time to show up, buddy. It's it's this you got paid all this money. You have you've had an MVP caliber season. Um, it's it's the it's the playoffs that it's been um that's been the biggest. I guess knock against his his very young career so far. Lamar Jackson is only twenty six years old. Let that sink in. He's, he's the gonna, same age as Burrow. Yeah, he's he's going to win his second MVP by twenty six, and he can possibly win the Super Bowl. 
Lamar, just show us what we what you've shown us your entire career. Let's 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 get it done. This it should be a really fun game. Uh, Ravens got to be grateful that one is at home. Let's move into the NFC side of things, where the Packers and Niners will be reigniting an old classic '90s matchup. This has shades of Favre and Montana. You've got Love and Purdy dueling it out. Sebastian, yes, how you doing? How you feel about Green Bay going over to San Fran? Oh man, I. Depends on how much Ruster is on San Fran, but they're probably going to run into a buzzsaw. It's a was a feel good story, but hey, most people thought the Cowboys were going to be a buzzsaw, and Green Bay buzzsawed them back. So, I mm, I don't know. Kyle Shanahan is, is it Kyle? Mike Shanahan? Yes. I don't know. Whatever the Kyle. son's name is, Kyle Shanahan. He better have this team ready to rumble because if they lose to the Packers, I feel bad for Danny. He's going to be launching himself into space. So <laughs> good one. Yeah, thank you. So uh, you know, mm, it'd be fun to watch the Niners lose, though. It'd be very funny. Why do people dislike the the Niners? Do they do something? The, did I say I dislike them or did I say it'd be funny for them to lose? That would that would imply that you that you would get enjoyment out of their despair, which one could easily I get enjoyment out of everybody's despair. It's because the they're one seed. The Eagles, it's fun to see an upset. Danny's despair is always kind of funny with the Bears. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dolphins, they bring me pain, but sometimes it's funny. It's just funny watching watching the people that are supposed to win lose. True. I would like some consistency. So 49ers, show the fuck up, okay? Like like show everybody that all that all that smack you were talking all season actually meant something. You what, if, the Eagles what if Green and Bay you, has you, you dressed up for their funerals and you buried them? But the Eagles aren't even a real football team. So here's here's your chance. Jordan loves playing like, like dare I say, early Aaron Rodgers. Show us what you Don't can say do. That. <laughs> it, it, Don't say that name. Not to not to twist the knife here, but watching him, he does that same kind of jump flick of the wrist sidearm thing that Rogers does. It's like identical. It's almost scary. It's like you're still watching him. If Jordan Love becomes a franchise caliber player, what kind of QB luck is that? It's like, ridiculous. Like I don't know if that if it's really that easy. Like you hit on one, okay, you get a great quarterback. And then you just draft a guy three years before he's supposed to like hang him up. And then you just trot out the new guy and he's just as good. Like, is it really that easy? I mean, I guess so. I guess it speaks to development, but are you kidding me? 30 years of quality quarterback play? That's BS. At yeah, least they only have two best. Super Bowls to show for it. But, but God. The pack. What do you mean? They got four. Up. No, I mean, Favre only won one. Rodgers only won one. And Star won two. I said 30 years. Well, 60 years now. <laughs> We're taking it to 60 years. Baby. We're going all the way. All back. the way back. Oh, man. I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off, and I'm going to pick the Packers here. I've picked against them too many times. And if I'm wrong, then the Packers lose. So win-win for me. Is it, is it a win for you if they do win? Like, wouldn't it's that a win just... in the sense I picked correctly, so it softens the blow by one percent. 
Yeah, but then you remember the Bears, and then you're like, oh. Yeah. But then the Packers will lose to the Lions in the NFC Championship, and that'll be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Ravens-Lions Super Bowl. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did we all get our picks in for that game? Yep. I will be taking the Niners on this one. Big same. Rock Purdy apologies. I like him. He, I, I think he's know. good. I'm sorry. I, I don't think know he's who good. I'm picking though. It's a tough. It's a tough game. Do I go with the team that has all the good players, or do you go with the team that has momentum? Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't San Francisco also have momentum? Not as much momentum as Green Bay. San Francisco's got regular season momentum. Green Bay's got playoff momentum. There's a difference. Give me, give me Green Bay. Give me Green Bay. Ooh, spicy. All right. Let's move on over to Sunday, where the Buccaneers will be traveling to the Cinderella story Lions. This should be good. Uh, I don't think this Lions team is unbeatable by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they are weak against the pass. Their secondary is not all that great, but with our favorite player, CJ Gardner Johnson back. They are better. Um, and if the version of Baker Mayfield shows up that did on Monday, we may see some fireworks in this one, uh, which would be a lot of fun. Um, and Goff torched the Buccaneers earlier this year. We'll look if we'll see if he can do the same thing. Uh, should be, I think this will be a lot of fun. These are two loser franchises. So I'm dubbing this one just happy to be here, Bowl. Uh, I think this is further than certainly Tampa expected to go. I think Lions came in with a little bit more expectations, but still they haven't won anything. What, two playoff games since 1958, says David. So I think everyone's got good vibes going to this one. So hard to say that anyone's going to be too beat up if they lose, but certainly you're going to want to win this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Bucks here. I'm going to Homer. I think Baker Mayfield's on a tear right now, um, and I like – Mike Evans to stop dropping the ball. And I think that will be the difference. Give me the Lions. Give me the Lions. They are the team of destiny and they're America's team. I'll take the loins. America, you'll also pick the Lions. I'm pulling for the Lions all the way here. Give me a Lions Super Bowl victory. That would be amazing. Uh, I would love to see the Lions lift it all. It's They've been so terrible forever to be able to get hardware. My God, can you imagine that stadium was loud against the Rams? I don't know. I like was cranking the sound just to hear the crowd and they were loud all game long. I would love to see that great fan base get rewarded. They were crying. Uh, it was that amazing. young man was crying for their win. Wow. It was amazing. I mean, I don't literally what their last playoff win was in 1992. So there's a whole, what two generations of lions fans have never seen a playoff win. That's crazy. Amazing. And the final game of the divisional round. This has been a treat the past few times. These teams have met in the postseason the past few years. The chiefs will be traveling to Buffalo. This will be Patrick Mahomes first road playoff game. Can you believe it? And he gets it in snowy Buffalo. This is, this is really exciting. I'm not going to lie. Every time the Chiefs and the Bills play in the playoffs, it's an instant classic. I'm excited. And the Bills lose most of the time, so That's good my favorite joy. Part. 
this Chiefs defense is for real. They are really good. Legereus Sneed was clamping at Tyreek Hill all game. And with Trent McDuffie on the other side, they have an elite cornerback duo um, with a great pass rush with Chris Jones anchoring the front and Carl Laftis coming up in the linebacker position. And on the other side, of course, you got Patrick Mahomes. So it's it's hard. This is a really good team if their receivers can just catch the ball. Uh, I, I like you can trust Kelsey and receive Rice to be, is becoming along. But keep an eye out on the second receivers and third receivers for the Chiefs because I think that's the matchup the Bills are going to exploit here. They are suffered a ton of injuries against the Steelers uh, last weekend. So they're going to be banged up, and I think they're going to be leaning on Josh Allen a lot um, and hard to go against them with the kind of game he had uh, last weekend. Remember when the Chiefs didn't want to pay Chris Jones? Pepperidge Farms remembers. It was absurd. I don't know why you wouldn't pay him. Like, it's – he's – what? It's him or Aaron Donald. They're the best D-tackles in the league. Like, you need those guys. Just, just give him what he wants and deal with the rest. Oh man, uh, picking this I'll one take the is Bills. Tough. Ooh, look at look at Danny taking the oh, Bills. Wow. I don't trust these guys um, against the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs, incurring the wrath of Evan. Taking the Chiefs because Josh Allen is a fraud. White QB erasure. White QB erasure. Um, I um, I, I've told you guys before that I um I hate the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and during from my time in Missouri, I, I cannot stand the Chiefs. You know, all their players are very good. Coaching staffs very good. They're, they're a quality organization of upstanding gentlemen. Very good. I, uh, I relish in their misery. And nothing would be more tasty. Did you just question why I enjoy relishing in people's misery, and then you just no, talk Sebastian. about how you enjoy relishing in the Chiefs' misery? No, that literally isn't what I questioned. I said, "Why do you dislike the Niners?" And you said, "I don't dislike the Niners. I just, I just like to watch them suffer." To which I said, "That, that means you dislike." Well, them. I didn't say the and Niners then, specifically. I said, "I like to watch. I like to relish in people's misery." Yes, not the Niners specifically. Exactly. So I did not question you disliking things. I questioned. Like why you, quite, you question like you? Money. You be questioning a lot of stuff here, David. That's not that's not very good. Now, Sebastian, two, you two weeks since he called up for you, you have a hard time with the listening. Anyways, like I was saying, I um I would love to see the Chiefs heartbroken. I would love to see it. Um, but fuck the Bills, fuck any AFC. Those goddamn Northern them. Rednecks. Damn. Yeah, I'm um. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. All right. And that will do it for our divisional round picks and preview. This is going to be a very exciting weekend of football. Divisional round always is. Enjoy the treats. We got a bit of news to get to. As David mentioned earlier, Jason Kelsey, all pro, all world, everything center for the Philadelphia Eagles will be retiring he had a very emotional scene in Tampa Bay going over to fans, uh, talking to former players, coaches, hugs all around, made it obvious that he would be hanging them up after this this game. And uh, I blame the tush push. <laughs> I couldn't I can't imagine being at the bottom of a pile of half a ton of just men on top of you. Every game can be very comfortable. So you know what that tracks like. Can you imagine like every week? 
Jason Kelsey's like, hey, can you can we make a real offense? And they're like, no, we're just gonna push people into your butthole. Like that's <laughs> it has to hurt. <laughs> like that sucks. You know what? I, I think they should fire Nick Sirianni. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Agreed. Player endangerment. This guy's out here hurting people, causing them to retire. Bum. Uh Kelsey will be retiring. Happy trails to you, Jason, and your podcast. We all appreciate your time in Philadelphia, especially your Super Bowl speech. What a trip that was. Bill Belichick interviewed with the Falcons. Uh, very interesting that the team who lost him after being up 28-3 to in the Super Bowl is now interviewing their uh, gatekeeper, their torture chamber guy, whoever is, he's owned him. <laughs> and now he might potentially be their head coach. Keep your eye out on that one. Uh, can you we'll see what Bill they do Belichick, with the whole Desmond Ritter situation. Can you imagine Bill Belichick say. living in Atlanta, eating chicken, going I to strip clubs? Like, just I like... It doesn't <laughs> work. Are those the only two things to do in Atlanta, David? Listen, have you been to Atlanta? Yes. So then you know. That and then visiting the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Center, which is very... I've done one of those things, and I'm all out of chicken. <laughs> that means you ate the chicken exactly yeah yes <laughs> I'm Dude, a lot didn't of you have like really good chicken in the airport and in atlanta oh my god all right story time so i was flying from new york to gainesville uh compliments of the, the company and it was like it's early in the morning. I had a really early flight out of um, Newark, New Jersey, because that's a uh, because that's one of the airports you fly in for the city. And I get into Atlanta and I'm starving. You know, I, I have about an hour and a half until my connection. And literally right outside of the gate that I walk in is a place called Bantam and Biddies. And so like I'm looking at what they got. Bees. And it's like and they have like fried chicken strips, and they got home style sides i'm talking about collard greens i'm talking about mac and cheese i'm talking about um, i think they had rice and peas they had um they had um, um what's it called fried brussels sprouts like they like some good old-fashioned home cooking and I'm, and I'm looking around on my phone you know i always try to check out one of the better eating places at airports if i have time to eat right and you don't always have time for connections but this time you know i had a little bit of time you know, I'm looking at the list that I found online. You know, there's there's a, there's a burger place here. There's a, there's a chicken and beer place here. Uh, there's you know a few different places. And I'm like, ah, man, I don't know. It's not really speaking to me like this place. And I said, ah, whatever. I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy a plate here because the plate was only twelve dollars. A chicken strip plate with some sides. I got the chicken strips. I got the mac and cheese. And I got the collard greens. Why were those the greatest? chicken strips i've ever had it was a top five mac and cheese and those collard greens were solid you know like ain't nobody going home upset eating them greens for 12 bucks in the atlanta airport like i love black people i do <laughs> i just i just oh god what a magical place uh i it is now I'm on my bucket list when next time i fly through atlanta i'm looking for this biddy's place sounds amazing mm-hmm that's Biddy with two D's. Biddy. Yeah, Biddy. David Delino. Delino. And yeah. our last bit of news, Jim Harbaugh, not John. We're talking about the Michigan coach, interviewed with the L.A. Chargers uh, this past weekend. We will see if that comes to fruition. It would be a great landing spot for Harbaugh with a roster that's largely ready-made. Uh, it just needs a few adjustments here and there. 
Uh, and certainly an upgrade over uh, Brandon Staley. You know, I have questions about if Harbaugh will be do, will do well in the NFL again, but we'll see. Uh, hard to do worse, like I said, than Staley. So keep your eye on the Chargers. We may be seeing two Harbaugh's once again. Jim, Harbaugh. I was so pissed off when I saw that. Oh my! Tell us why. Because he should have interviewed with Chicago. You're right. But instead, really they're keeping Eberkack. And you know what's crazy? He does really well with running quarterbacks. Like he made, he got to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game with Colin Kaepernick, who, like, after him, didn't really do much. And we know why. Like, there was more racism involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, he made Colin, who was sleeping on a couch, into a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Uh, I don't like Jim Harbaugh, but I trust in his ability to develop a quarterback. And he spent a lot of time in college, which means he can connect with the young kids these days. The youths. He is an interesting guy. Uh, I saw after Michigan had won the national championship, uh, he was in the locker room and, you know, they've got music playing, whatever. They turn it all all off. And (laughs) instead of like, um, you know, like screaming or doing like a macho man thing, he, he gets the whole team in a rousing rendition of he's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> it's just he is an odd that duck was so and, cringe. <laughs> he is an old soul, uh like 1910s type soul, hopefully without the He race. is an old soul. He's he's like a big like daytime television court fan. Like I forgot oh which of the I think it was Judge Judy, but there's like an episode where like him and his dad are like in like the audience in a Judge Judy episode. And they're just like watching, and he's like mouth agape with a big old stupid grin on his face. I don't think he's very bright, but he, he he's like, oh my god, like I can't believe all this is happening. Like, oh shit, I like, oh, was really some drama. Oh, wow, like, oh, what a ruling, oh, you know, like like eating that shit up. I, I and, and you know what, his glasses make him look goofy. They really do. He needs better glasses. Yeah, but like obviously he can't that see without would be them, good. But, like, oh Harbaugh. Interesting fellow makes the sport a little interesting. Uh, but that will do it for our segments here. Unless Sebastian, you've, you've got a free form ready to go. I do not. I okay. Nothing after the Dolphins season is ended. Yeah, man, I got misery and, and you, got, you don't got some juice to talk about. He won't. You don't get to see the Dolphins play for eight months. Sebastian, off the dome. Tim, cue up the music. Right. Oh, cue no. the music. Dolphins, they make me oh so sad. Sebastian, there is a process. All right, all right, start. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. You thought we were going to let you go without your favorite segment? (laughs) Hell no. That'd be really weird and really irresponsible of us as podcasters. It's been a wild, 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 super wild call weekend. And uh, Sebastian, uh, we're hoping you have some takes because you didn't really prepare any. But here you go with your time. It's the man of the hour, the man of the power. It's time for Freeform with Sebastian. The Dolphins, they really made me sad. They were looking oh so bad. The Darius Sneed pushed Tyree to Cancun. And the Dolphins' playoff run had ended oh so soon. The Chiefs looking like the Chiefs, the dynasty to be the one they want to see buffalo bills man i hate those guys the more they win the angrier i get steelers ah well they weren't even supposed to be there anyway mm. 
the Packers laying it on the Cowboys. More wins in AT&T Stadium than the boys got themselves. Jerry Jones, he looks like he's about to call them all boys, and not in a good way. But speaking of a way, Philadelphia, they sure had a way with choking. Baker Mayfield letting it fly. Of course, Godwin's got to be out there somewhere on the slide. Mike Evans with a couple of drops. Peter Vail stopping the push push. Oh, man, what do I see? What do I say? A Lions playoff win? Hooray for all. Hooray today. At the expense of Matt Stafford, whew, he finally got him a win. Mm, too bad he was on the other side. Speaking of sides, speaking of sides. We have, we had the Texans beating the Browns off into the side. Making them look bad and making them look poor. Reminding them that Cleveland, your dreams are no more. This has been 3-4. Way to stick the landing, my boy. That was a bar. Nice work. Very impressive. Thank you. Right off the dome. No prep. Wow. There There was absolutely no prep for that, except for the Dolphins make me sad. Well, that's a weekly given. Even when they win, that's like a lot that I just have prepared every time they lose. Nah, it's uh, fucking dolphins. Oh god! All right, that is gonna do it, Uh, Danny. I've been hosting this one, but I want to give the reins back to you. Get us out of here. Ah, Tim, thanks for doing such a great job in my absence. But yeah, that will do it. Like the whole time. Uh, like, I missed the first eleven minutes. Yeah, and we had, this was a fifty-three minute pod. Like, okay, you were here right. the entire time. <laughs> all right, don't listen to David. Don't listen to him. All right, so that's going to do it for today's show. This will actually be our only show of this week. Not sure if Tim covered that in the intro. We just gave it all right at you. Just no teasing. Just boom, right all in your yeah, face we're, here. We're, no edging. The recap, just right busting in your mouth. No goonie yeah, no in your ears. <laughs> all up in, all God. up in your, all up in your. Um, what, wow. What's the, what's the tube that connects your ears to your, your throat? Fallopian. What? Yeah. No, those are no. Wait, those yeah, are, that's oh, the ovary. No, the sarcophagus. No, not sarcophagus. No, it's the eustachian tubes. Oh, David's what? right. Yes. It's anyway. No teasing. This was the only show. Sorry, but you'll have to uh, live with it. You got four good football games this weekend to watch. And that will do it. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We'll be back at you again next week with a recap of the divisional round. So that will do it. See you and enjoy the week.